Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hello and welcome. This is Julianne Black and you're listening to the I Am Woman Project, the place where collaboration meets inspiration and possibility. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you this morning to Nick Pigeon. I first met Nick through a business accountability course that we're both doing and just fell in love with her energy and what she's been up to and what she's been achieving. And I really wanted her to share her beautiful story and her message um, with everyone on the show today. This will be a fascinating conversation as we deep dive into Nick. Welcome, Nick. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I've so been looking forward to this. Yeah, great. You're coming to us live from LA right now. Yes, that's right, from Los Angeles, bright and sunny. (laughs) Terrific. All right, so Nick Pigeon um, is a positive psychologist and global success coach, Hay House author and 2015 Young Entrepreneur of the Year. She's spent the past 10 years helping women to overcome self-doubt so they can live their lives of joy, personal power and unstoppable success. This has simultaneously opened Nick up to her own journey of personal growth. Public speaking is a passion and a strength of hers and she's delivered trainings and presented motivational talks and lectures for clients around the world, including in Los Angeles, London, Newcastle, Amsterdam, New Zealand and Australia amongst others. Her big mission is to help one one million women change their lives using positive psychology by the year 2020. Wow, I love that. Sounds good, right? <laughs> it really does. Like, wow, a Hay House author, that's just new too, isn't it? Yeah, it was January of this year. So it's a it's been a dream of mine for a while. So now it's a dream come true and I have to pinch myself sometimes. Absolutely. It's so exciting. I love the trajectory that you're on and um and just the and the help that you are giving um everyone that is that is coming um into your um energy field as well. So what drives you? What's the best part of your job? I'd say for for me and I'm sure for you as well, helping people is the best bit and really helping people understand just what's possible for them. Mm -hmm. Working with women is so fulfilling for me and really helping people just to to grow and to really understand that life doesn't have to be hard. And even when it is hard, that's all part of the learning journey. 
just seeing seeing women open up and really live with joy and live with that energy and live with that fulfillment is just makes my my life worthwhile (laughs) (laughs) yes I totally connect with that on every level Mm. Um, and it is really great to be able to show people that there's another way of responding when life is hard you can still be your best self Um, it does it you don't have to change persona just because life is tough I think it's when it's tough it's like game on Mm. it's like this is a test this is always a test and this is the opportunity to yes allow your emotions to flow but also pick yourself up dust yourself off and just see what else is possible yes there's a there's the beautiful saying of um, anyone can live a charmed life when things are going well but the true Mm -hmm. character of you comes out when things are rough Um, and how you operate and how you allow yourself to process and deal with that. I really, really love that. So Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. So what's, um, and and what benefit of hindsight um, would you have done differently in your life or career? So for me, I really believe that everything that we're gifted with in terms of experience and situations it's all guided and it's all meant for us at exactly the right time, whether it's whether you perceive at that particular time that it's good or bad, it's meant for us. I believe that looking back, we can connect the dots really powerfully and that those experiences that, yes, maybe we wish we hadn't had, they've all been part of our learning and part of our growth. I'd say if I had to choose something, it would be that, to be more patient and to spend more time planning and to not worry about getting things out there or launching as soon as possible because you're always on your own time time scale and you put the most pressure on yourself. I've learned that nobody else around you really knows what's going on looking from the outside in. So I would definitely have said looking back over my my business journey, certainly I would have spent more time planning and getting things perfect before launching them. Yes. I, oh. <laughs> Once again, I resonate with that one on a, on a very deep, intimate level. <laughs> we'll just pause with that and let that one sink in. Because um, I think it is, um, I think it is really interesting because we we live in a um, in a time when everything is immediate and immediate gratification and um, people playing on FOMO in people, fear of missing yeah. out. Um, and I think you can get caught up in that. And I can always know that I am playing to someone else's tune when my heart elevates too much, and I and I feel myself getting in my head and. And not being grounded so it's kind of like I can feel like I'm out of my body and not grounded so I yeah. need to come back and ground myself and then move forward differently and go hang on a second how do I want it to play out what's my what what's my objective here and what's my intention I really love that and I think we can definitely be guided by that that what you mentioned there, it's like going away from your baseline center line and going either really high or really low. And it's like the yo-yo effect. Mm. And I think that that really makes complete sense the way you described it. Because when you feel like you, you have this urgency, it's almost like an anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a place of fear about if I don't get this done now, then what might happen? Yes. And I think 
it, it does work the other way as well. Like it is good to launch before you're ready, start before you're ready. But I think that for me, certainly finding that time to plan and coming from that baseline center line, that grounded space, like you said, is something that all of us can learn to do more of. Yeah. And I think you can also know um, from a cheeky level as to whether you're pushing yourself or whether you're stalling. Um, mm. And so there's that on, there's that tapping into that honesty meter and going, okay, am I really procrastinating here or am I actually on path? And I know that secretly you can always come up with the correct answer to that yeah. one. Checking in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best piece of advice you've been given? I've been reflecting on this recently because it's it's come up as a teaching point within my community and I think the best thing that I've ever been advised to do is to run my business under my own name. So this was a piece of advice that was given to me last March by Reed Tracy who's mm -hmm. the CEO of Hay House and when I, I'd gone along to one of the writers workshops that Hay House run and this was kind of the start of my book journey and he was telling us, you will always, always, always be able to connect with your community more powerfully if you use your own name. And at the time, I was actually running my business under another name. So it was under Optimal You. And I still do have that website and that business. And it still runs. It's a great business. But I saw a huge, huge shift when I started using Nick Pigeon and really getting present and really owning myself and my brand because it's allowed people to connect with me and to connect with who I am and what I believe and what my mission is. Because I think when you put a, a brand name in front, sometimes it can, it can act as almost like a filter. Mm -hmm. And people connect with people. People don't want to, to be trading with a business because it's more salesy and it has that, okay, so what is that person selling? So I think it really kind of dropped a barrier for me and it allowed me to get closer to my community by using my own name. Similarly, one of my mentors really encouraged me to get real and to start using my story. So the combination of these two things has really allowed me to be more authentic and to, to speak from a place that is coming from my voice. And I think through that vulnerable voice and through that authentic voice, we can connect with each other so much more powerfully. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love that and I love that um, for you as well um, because your story is, um, uh, is really powerful and for you to have come to a place where you're at peace with it. Um, mm. Would you like to, to, to share a little bit about that now because I'm sure it, it goes straight into the what is the greatest lesson you've learnt? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think for me as a positive psychologist, I used to always think that I had to be positive throughout everything. Mm -hmm. And now when I speak, it seems that so much of what I talk about and so much of what I teach is based not just upon how you can be happy, but it's based upon where you can find that strength within yourself and how you can use the science of positive psychology to really start to understand that the bad times can actually be the best times when you look at what you've learned through them. Mm -hmm. So my story, I mean, it started when I, I, I see my story started when I was 12 years old and I used to get bullied in school and I got bullied so badly that at the age of 12, I actually attempted suicide. 
Now, looking back on this 12-year-old kid, it makes me sad that that ever had to happen. But it also helps me to understand some of the life choices that I've made and that real feeling of not feeling good enough and that feeling of really looking at how I can get validation from the outside. So I grew up being a person that really repressed anything bad and through my career as a positive psychologist started to focus on only the good. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, these two pieces really consolidated and I was faced with what I see as the most challenging year of my life. And I mean, I don't like to say it was the worst year of my life because I believe that all of these things are meant for us, like I said. But it was definitely challenging because it just felt like I was falling down a cliff face and everything was going wrong. I knew that at some point there had to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And looking back, I'm super proud about everything that I went through in that period. It started with um, cutting my eye open with a contact lens and getting a fleshy amoeba in there. And it gave me a harsh lesson in the way that I'd been doing things because I'd been pushing myself so hard. Mm. I'd been running a business that was running me into the ground. I'd been doing, 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 and I hadn't been being. And this I see as like a gift from the universe that was so horrendous that it meant that I couldn't work at all. It meant that I couldn't run my business and I had to take some time out and I had to really care for myself. And I realized that my business wasn't going to fail if I took a little bit of time off. I realized that I did have support around me and I really needed to start to look after myself better. And unfortunately, that wasn't the end of the lesson because from this point, I developed exhaustion and adrenal fatigue and I really struggled to get out of bed in the morning. I was in a place where I was feeling depressed. I was in a really destructive codependent relationship and then my dad take, take, took ill and he ended up going through a triple heart bypass and a heart valve replacement. At the same time, I remember I got sick with a, a chest infection. And it, as you can imagine, all of these yes. things are piling up at this time. It's getting one thing after the other. And I'm thinking, goodness, when, is, when am I going to get a break here? Yes. And I remember having a chest infection that was so bad that I, I was struggling to, to get up. And I walked into my ensuite in my bedroom And I had this flashback and the flashback was to a time when I'd been locked in a car when I was on holiday in Spain and I'd actually been raped. Mm -hmm. And from this period, everything just started to unravel. And I told my mentor, I told a few people in my life what I I remembered and what I'd repressed because I think some of these horrific traumatic experiences we repress and we don't face up to. Absolutely. And it take yeah, it taken me a good few years to even process this that it had happened. So I was advised to go into counseling, which I did. I really dove deep into my spiritual practice. And I asked for support and guidance where I felt that I could ask for support and guidance, which when you're dealing with something that is so scary it's really difficult to talk about it and it's really difficult to tell people about it. And I mean, this is the first time that I've spoken about it in an interview or on a podcast. And it's taken me a few years of even working through the counseling, doing the healing spiritually and starting to speak about it in talks that I do and speaking about it to people that I know to actually bring myself to the point that I've been able to let go of my fear around what people think of me 
and really focus on the message that I want to share with the world and how I can help other women. Because it took for me to really go into a very, very dark place and a very difficult place where I was driving to my counselling meetings and I was in tears and I, I felt like I had nothing to say. I couldn't express myself to a point where I've managed to resolve all of that pain and really understand and really build a stronger version of myself as a result. Mm. So now I know and I can see in any woman that comes to work with me, I can see their strength as well as their fears. And I know how strong the human spirit is, that when we're faced with adversities, just how much we can come out of them shining and thriving. So I'm actually grateful for all of the experiences that I've had, good and bad in my life, because it's brought me to this point where I can help people in such a powerful way. Yes. Wow. Wow. Such a, it's, it, that is a, uh, it, it is so powerful when you actually can share it because it ends up not being a sign of weakness but a sign of strength. And once again, I believe that we're going for realness in people now. We want to know, yes, we want to know their successes so we can, we can uh, have people that lead as an example of what's possible. But it's also being courageous enough to share their vulnerabilities. So we know that, you know, they've, they've, you've been through a whole life's worth of stuff as well. Um, it's not just this positive, glossy, fluffy, yay. There's so much mm-hmm. depth and, um, and realness to why you have that massive mission as well. Like it, it just brings it all home. It's like, yeah, I get it. Definitely, definitely. And I think what's really interesting looking back is that so many things in my life were out of alignment mm-hmm. when I was ignoring that experience and when I was processing and healing through that experience as soon as I really owned every single part of myself as soon as I owned everything good and bad that I'd experienced that's when everything integrated that's when I started to feel like I could express myself Mm. more I felt my personal power my financial abundance flowed in and it sounds bizarre, but everything started falling into place. <laughs> and I felt like, it's crazy, isn't it? But it's, it's one of those things, like, everything is connected and everything has an influence over everything else. So yes. I fully believe that I wasn't ready for my super successful business journey until I'd actually processed all of that first. Yes. And it makes so, it actually makes so much sense because... Um, we want to, it's almost like, I, I, I just, it's, like, oh. <laughs> it's like we're on the top of a mountain um, naked and, uh, and, and beaming our essence to the world. And it's only until we have that pure acceptance for ourselves, both our shadow side and our light side, that we can stand as a grounded, united, integrated being um, in in absolute congruence and alliance with our higher self and um and and the physical entity as to what we're here to deliver to the world and so it's you know i think that that's really powerful for everyone to know that it's it's not when we hit rock bottom that things fall apart it's when we hit rock bottom that we get the solid foundation we need 
um, to actually start building and believing in ourselves and our strength and and the mission that we are here to deliver to the world. You know, it, it, there's a there's a uh, it, it, it almost feels oddly enough that there's a necessity of that, um, and it's once that. Once you have released the shame and the guilt around your own storyline, then you get to be the star of your own show and the star of your own movie, which is something that I'm very passionate about um, teaching. And it's not until you understand all the facets of the character and the scenes that you write yourself in and the plot twists and all of that, that, um, that it, be, it, it gives you that inner power that you can kind of look up to the universe and say, bring it on, I got this. Yes, completely. <laughs> and I think it's, it's like one step at a time and once you've done it once, it's like anything, you can do it again and it's just taking that first step and really owning it. Mm. I know the first time that... I led a talk or spoke about what I'd experienced. I, it hung over me for about two months beforehand. And I was speaking with one of my coaches and he ended up shouting at me and saying, you're so selfish. Are you going to be this selfish? That there's so many other people out there that need your help. And I knew that I was going to do the talk. I was never not going to do it. But in the run-up to it and all of the emotions that go through you and you think, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. How am I actually going to say the word? And then it comes to a point where you just do it and you realize it's not as big of a deal as you think it is because you build it up inside of yourself so much. And that's something that I would always encourage people to understand that we have so many different perspectives on what is really going on that it's it's valuable for us to take a step back and think about, okay, so if I look at this from a different perspective or if I look at this from a broader perspective, what is possible with me um, sharing this or what is possible with me really owning this part of myself and sharing it and delivering it so it has a purpose rather than hiding away from it? Yeah. Yeah, focusing on the successful completion of the outcome and and recognising. I remember when I did a talk and it was the first time that I'd I'd shared my story, um, especially in a in a in a positive way, in, in, and that meant that it was on stage in a very purposeful way, um, with with intention. Um, and I was beside myself, like you were before I went on, and I was I was so humbled that I was actually celebrated for my story and not ridiculed or humiliated mm. for it. And it it, changed, it it had a a cellular effect on me. I was never able to look at myself and my story the same way again, um, because there was so much love that poured onto that stage. And I I didn't do it for the love or the adulation or the validation, but I was. And and I think that's probably why it was so overwhelming because <laughs> it just came in without it, it being done for that purpose. And it was. Wow, it was it was incredible. So that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, I think that this is a, a really beautiful segue into what advice would you give your younger self? So to understand that it will all always be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never the end, and even when it seems like the end, it's not. There's a couple of times in my life, and I know. 
other people experience this as well when you feel like everything's lost and you've got nowhere to go and it's those moments when you feel like you're inside a box and there's no way way out that I would definitely say to my younger self just think about what the next positive step is that you can take and just take that one step I think I would also say to to really I guess it's the, the growing up process that when you come into yourself and you get more confident with being yourself. But I would say and I would encourage to anyone that's younger that's listening, be confident in being yourself as soon as possible. Because I used to be, and I still am, a super social person, super extrovert, and I would I'm always very fun and very bubbly and always out there and almost no one would ever know that there was anything wrong. Yes. But I used to be the person that was so uncomfortable in myself. I didn't like to dance because I felt so awkward. And I felt like I couldn't be this big person authentically until I really resolved the conflict inside of myself that was allowing me, my, allowing me to be myself. So I felt that as soon as I relaxed into who I am and felt confident in that, that... I felt like I could just be confident in every situation. Now, dancing's like my favorite thing. I know, and, and I've sounds, seen you dance, yeah, and it's great. I know. There's so much joy that comes from you. <laughs> and it seems bizarre because it's these things and it's this self-expression that comes up again. It's a theme in my life. Not feeling like I could have a voice and now knowing that I've got a really strong, powerful voice and I can help other women find theirs as well. Yeah, I love it. Well done. Um, and, and, and I love that about the box as well because ultimately when you think that you're cornered into a box, you could actually um, turn it on its head and go, well, the box is the illusion, what's outside of it? Mm. Um, and nice. it's like, okay, I, I'm feeling like I'm trapped. However, if it's an illusion, what's beyond the illusion? What's possible? And it's just wow, wow, wow. Okay, so what keeps you up at night then? thinking about how I can have the biggest impact um in the quickest way but I guess then that quickest way thing is like me being impatient again and this is where I have to really have a word with myself (laughs) and understand but even because even if you look at my journey and you look at the past year I mean it's ridiculous when I write it down and I'm like what I've achieved in the past year is amazing But you look at what was done behind closed doors in the run-up to that, university degrees, studying, exams, trial and error, working so hard for no money, working hard for some money, and it really has proven fruitful in the past year. So I understand that we're playing, yeah, we're playing a long game, but I also want to make sure that when I, because I feel like with the success that I've had, I've really got a powerful place to grow from. And I want to use that place for the biggest advantage through my book, through um, charity projects that I'm working on. I really want to speak to as many people as possible and help them change their lives. So that's what I'm thinking about when I go to bed, definitely. Mm. Okay, so who's been the greatest influence? Biggest influence for me is probably one of my mentors who I met I'd done a conference call with Richard Branson and Elon Musk a few years ago mm-hmm. and I met this guy off the back of that he'd messaged me and said just pop those names in there 
Yeah, just drop them in. <laughs> it's just a, it's a bizarre way to meet a mentor. Like he watched he watched the um the hangout, and he was actually knew these guys. And he then messaged me on Twitter, and he said, um, "I absolutely love the term positive psychologist. Like, tell me more about that." Mm-hmm. And he was a huge influence in my life because he helped guide me through some very tough times. And he really helped to give me perspective, not only from a, a business mentor point of view, but also from a, a very spiritual point of view and a very um, a very caring point of view in terms of where I was at at that time back in 2014 and having this really challenging year just really helped me to, to understand and helped me to learn and grow. Yeah. He's also been devil's advocate for a lot of the time as well. And he's helped me remain grounded and he's helped keep me down to earth and say, no, I think you're wrong with that. Or maybe just questioned my motives or questioned the way that I do things from a perspective of he's seen a lot more in the world. So he's really helped influence me. And I mean, sometimes he's completely wrong. But a lot of the times he's right. And it just reminds me that we're all human. We're all on this journey. And I think we do need to to have these people in our lives that we, we accept have got better answers than we have right now and we can look up to and we can learn from. It's one of being one of the, the key elements in my growth, working with coaches, working with mentors, asking bigger questions and really looking to learn from other people that have been there and done it before. Mm. And I and I what I love about the sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong aspect is that whatever information you get, you've got to try it on for size. And if it fits you, take it on board. And if it doesn't fit you um, for that holistic reason, like there's something inside of you that says no, this is off, um, then you've got to listen to that own intuition as well. Uh, so yeah it, I think that gives you the opportunity to get um, stronger within yourself with being able to um, receive great information and not just like you're thinking about the information that's coming to you and going yes that makes that yes it's uncomfortable but I know it's right yes mm. it pushes me but I know it's right and on the opposing of that, it's like, yeah, I get that. And that just feels so way, that just, that's, that's incongruent for me. That's out of alignment. That's yeah. whatever it happens to be. So that makes, that makes me feel physically sick or gives me a headache. Yeah. Because I quite often get like a really physical reaction. Correct. If something's out of alignment. And that's how I know like, whoa, Nick, like this, there's something not right with this. Yes. So then I would sit with a decision or a piece of information and think like, what is intuition telling me? And it sounds very woo-woo, but a lot of my business is run like that mm-hmm. through intuitive guidance, through inspired action and inspired thought. Yes. And by taking, taking information and then really applying it for yourself. Another reason why I adore you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Two peas in a pod right there. (laughs) Okay, so if you had one word that best describes your personal brand and you, what would that be? Energy, for sure. (laughs) Energy. So, I mean, it can be taken in lots of different ways. It can be energy as in light, bright, good vibes. But also just that like power punch, that just real energy. Um, 
You might also say, use the word pink as well. Everybody <laughs> says, I did, a, I did a talk back in the UK last month and I got introduced and one of the things that the lady introduced me, she's one of my clients, she introduced me and said, I started seeing on Facebook this pink dress and this big smile popping up everywhere and then I knew that it was, it was a calling and I was meant to work with her. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yes, that signature style right there. <laughs> so what are three gold nuggets that you'd love to um, give our, uh, our listeners? So first of all, make sure you look after yourself. Make sure that your self-care and self-mastery is your priority. So for me, this means every single day, daily spiritual practice. I'm huge into kundalini yoga. So I make that part of my day always mindset work, um, moving your body. So my background is very much in fitness and looking at how you can move your body to move your mood so you feel fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, getting proper sleep, something that's been a struggle for me because I always push myself so hard, but it's definitely a big piece of advice that I would give, something that's so simple along with good nutrition and water. So those self-care elements, almost like a checklist for you every day. The second thing would be to surround yourself, don't just surround yourself with positive people, but really find your genius team. Find the people that are truly on a similar path with you and they're willing to and intentional about growing at, a, at the same speed as you because I fully believe that through collaboration and co-creation, we can create so much more than if we tried to do it on our own. And then number three would be be prepared and allow yourself to fail. Be prepared and own those failures. Really understand that your failures are stepping stones to your future success. Mm. Particularly love the, phrase, um, love the phrase genius team. That's just awesome. And self-care is massive. I, it, it really falls in alignment with that story that you shared with the contact lens that say what I realized that that was self-care and I was like yeah wow what a powerful insight that is mm -hmm. you know if we're falling over or we're knocking ourselves or we're cutting ourselves or things like that it's like whoa hang on a second let's breathe here mm -hmm. <laughs> let's pull the Absolutely. pace off <laughs> and what's interesting about that experience as well is that it was an accident with my eye that really, truly allowed me to start seeing, seeing. what was going on. <laughs> it's like it's a, just a subliminal gift from the universe. So thank you for that one. Oh, yes. So what does the future storyline um, for Nick Pigeon look, sound and feel like in one sentence? Oh, so <laughs> I'm very excited for my book launch. I think infinite possibilities are on their way for you and I and everyone mm. and I think for me what's going to be integral to my journey is just staying true to my purpose and mission and really making this one million women happen mm. helping a million women change their lives that is that's the overarching encompassing goal and within that who knows what's possible books podcasts international launches yeah everything that we desire yes yes I love it um and so we're going to have some links as to where to find you um share with us what your website and some of your um social media handles are and the of course 
Of course, yes, that's a big one. So <laughs> my website is at nickpigeon.com. Now, Nick is spelled N-I-Y-C, and pigeon is spelled P-I-D-G-E-O-N. So it's like the bird, but it's got a D in there as well. <laughs> so nickpigeon.com for my website. And then my Facebook's the same. Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter are at nickpidge. So a little bit shorter. So I'm really active on social media um, and website. Everything's up there for you to see as well. So enjoy. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. What an honor it has been to uh, to, to talk with you um, on, a, on a lot deeper level and um, and just share here hear the wisdom and your insights and your mission as well. I love it. You are so welcome. Thank you so much as well. This is Julianne Black for the I Am Woman Project. Keep smiling and be brilliant now. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.